Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. This prayer, Deliver Me From The Evil One, just says, I know there is an evil power. The evil power is greater than me, but I have God living in me, so I don't have to be fearful. Now, do I have a part to take place in this defeat of temptation in my life? Do I have anything to do or I just rely totally on God? I have a huge way to do. Look at the last part of the verse. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out. So what is my, what is my role when I'm tempted? What do I have to do? I have to take the way out. The Bible tells us that there is no temptation that is uncommon to man. The Bible also tells us that God won't allow us to be tempted beyond our ability to turn from those temptations. Needless to say, we as believers who face temptation daily still have that responsibility of making the decision to turn away or give in. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark teaches us the importance of praying for strength daily. In our study, we learn about the spiritual battle that takes place in each of our lives and how our enemy seeks to tempt us daily. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, How to Pray. Peter's another guy that failed many times. In fact, one time Jesus said to Peter, Pete, get behind me, because you're being used as an agent of Satan. Look what Peter writes. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, number one, is yourself, but number two, it's Satan. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It's not a figment of your imagination. It's a real person. What should I do? Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know your brothers throughout the world are ongoing the same kind of suffering. You see, Satan's very wise. He's very clever. He wants to destroy me, and he wants to destroy you. He knows how to tempt us. He's been doing it since the Garden of Eden. Last week, we learned one of the greatest temptations is simply to live life. And this is where he is supreme is to live life without God. I don't need God. All my neighbors around me today, that's what Satan has lied to them. You are your own God. You don't need God. You're a good enough person. Just live your own life. That's what he tempted them to do. Some of you here this morning, same way. Well, I came because a friend of mine me, but I really don't need God. Who put that thought in your mind? Satan. Because that's his goal. He doesn't want you to be with God. He's got you already. There's only two kingdoms. And if you're not a Christian, you're already in his kingdom. So as we look at this this morning, notice what this prayer is. I'm saying to God, God, help me not to be overcome by temptation and help me to defeat Satan. 
This is an incredible part of this prayer, this Lord's Prayer. It's a safeguard. It's against this presumption, this self-security, this self-sacrifice, self-sufficiency that I can do life by myself. No, I can't do life by myself. In my daily prayer, what I'm saying to God is, God, steer me away from temptation. God, you know my strengths. You know my weaknesses. Help me not to be tempted in those areas where I'll be weak and resist. Don't allow me to be... Well, overwhelmed by Satan's temptations and devices. Now, I have to say to you honestly, as I studied that this week, most of the other parts of the Lord's Prayer I I routinely do in, in just different ways. But I don't know, as I looked at my own life, and I'll ask you the same, in the last week, did you once say to God, protect me from doing stupid things? Protect me against Satan? Consciously haven't. But that's what God says to do. In other words, be aware that there's spiritual warfare in your life today. And that Satan's goal is to steal and kill and destroy. Now, with that, I don't have this mentality. Satan's out to be. No, you don't have that mentality at all. Now, why don't I have the. Why don't I run in fear? Be alert. The enemy's after you. Panic. No. Why? Look at this verse. This is why. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. This is a promise from God. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. The first thing is, I think it's very good. I don't like people, and I always warn people. People come into the office and they'll say this. You know, I don't have a tendency to sin here. I would never fall in that area. I just say, stop. Because the minute you say, I'll never fall in this area, guess what? You've just said, I'm strong enough that I don't need it. No, I could fall in any area. So could you. But there are special areas. Hebrew says, the sin that so easily beset me. You, you know where you're tempted this morning. I don't have to talk to you about tempted. You know exactly where you're tempted. So the Bible simply says, so if you think you're standing firm, be careful you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common man. And God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So even though I know this is an area where I'm tempted, if I'm smart, God won't allow me to be tempted there beyond that. And, but when you are tempted, let me, let me make this statement again. But when you are tempted, but when you are tempted, and how often will I be tempted? Yes. Oh, I'm never tempted, Pastor Mark. I'm above all that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to be tempted to do my thing, to take the wrong road. When you are tempted, God will provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. God will provide a way out. Now, this prayer, deliver me from the evil one, just says, I know there is an evil power. The evil power is greater than me, but I have God living in me, so I don't have to be fearful. Now, do I have a part to take place in this defeat of temptation in my life? Do I have anything to do or I just rely totally on God? I have a huge way to do. Look at the last part of the verse. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out. So what is my, what is my role when I'm tempted? What do I have to do? I have to take the way out. When he says, don't go there, I have to say, well, I kind of want to go there. Have at it. You'll find defeat. So when he says, go there, here's the road to take. I take the road he tells me to take. It's the way out, not the way to temptation. There's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is death. So see, temptation is a daily little process of submitting to his will. Now, how do I do that? Well, James chapter 4 tells us how. 
submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and eight out of ten times, he will leave you. It's my translation. Is that correct? No, it isn't. So what do we mean by that? Number one, remember, we are not helpless against Satan and his devices. If you're a Christian, you have God living in you. He's greater than anything Satan can bring to you. But you can't defeat him alone. Submit, step one. Do what is right. You submit to the Bible. You see, as we submit to the Bible, that's what God's will is. The Lord's Prayer is about praying God's will. So whatever the Bible says to do, I'm to do it. And as I do it, I'm saying to God, I need your help. Here's the, I know what to do in this situation. I know what's right. That's why we teach the Word of God. So if I submit to him, I know what is right. I submit to the Bible. But then I have to do something. I have to resist the devil. What does that mean? Well, I just told you. When I know what's right and God says go left, I have to go left. If he says quit gossiping, that's the wrong thing to do. I have to say to the individual, I'm sorry, I can't talk about it anymore. You see, God isn't going to come in and you're getting ready to make the next gossip that comes off you. The guy goes, oh. And a big hand comes out of heaven. Praise God. He doesn't do that. You have to shut your own mouth. If you have trouble with lust, and here comes a television program, and you go, well, it's, it's just a documentary in Africa. <laughs> I don't have any problem at all. Ooh. Tape it, Margin. Tape it. No, you don't tape it. You turn it. You see, I have to do the resisting. What happens if I don't? The end result of sin. So I have to take the right road. I have to be wise. Sometimes I just run from it. There's more offenses I put in my life. All of those things result if I submit to what God says to do and I resist the devil. I resist it in the power of God. What is the end result? Satan leaves. 100% of the time. No fear. I don't have to be afraid. I'm a Christian. I love God. Neat things are happening in my life. Now... I'm going to speak to you from my heart for the next about 10 minutes, and then we're going to be through. I want you to see this next picture. We're talking about temptation in our lives. I told you last week that Europe is basically godless because we missed a generation of young kids and the youth. If you see this picture, this is kind of what happens in our country. Here's a parent. The head article says, stalkers. Can use the, could use the internet to contact your children. The person isn't even paying attention to the statement that the, the mother right in front of her. And what is the daughter doing? Well, she's on the internet by herself. He said, Pastor Mark, come on. In Brevard County, our kids are on the internet and they're contacting people that could be molesters or whatever and they could go meet them at a bus station in Orlando or whatever. That can't ever happen here. What are you, crazy? That's what happens to our kids? So if I'm a parent, should I know what my kids are listening to? Should I know what they're watching? Should I know who their friends are? Absolutely. Should you be loving them and guarding them and encouraging them and let them grow and opening the fences so that they can grow and mature? Absolutely. But to do that, you have to be involved with your kids. They're being tempted every day like you were never tempted in school, ever. So we're bringing Phil Chambers here. Every parent should be here. Every person 12 and over should be here. 
Learn what it is. Understand how Satan is using the media to destroy our world. It's your choice. You have to do it. Be involved. We had a parenting seminar last weekend. Incredible parenting seminar. Almost 400 of you came. Why? Because people don't know how to raise their kids. The world says, don't spank, don't discipline, you'll you just ruin your kid. No, it's exactly the opposite. And everybody thinks today, I can just do my own thing. So understand what you see there. Be involved with our kids. I talked to you about the Iwana program. I talked to you about our kids in the 252. Your kids studying this morning. Your kids are studying the Word of God right now. Talk to them about what they learned today. When you get home, talk to them. What did they learn? Challenge them in the Word of God. The Iwana program. Get your kids. They say, well, I don't really have time at the Iwana program. Why don't you have time? Get your kids involved. Now next. One of the things that protects me from temptation is accountability. Accountability. Let me show you a verse, and let me speak to you about it. There's a verse in Hebrews. It says it like this. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another, how often? Daily. So long as it is called today, so that... How many of you? None of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So what does that mean? Well, listen to me. See, Satan knows if he can isolate you and your problems, then he's pretty much got you defeated. Do you realize how many people come to church on a semi-regular basis and pretty soon they just don't come to church anymore and they're not, you're not plugged in? How do you get plugged in at a church this big? How do you get plugged in at a church that's 100 people? You get plugged in into a small group. Outside this room this morning, there's men, ladies, couples, kids. The youth get it better than we get it. I have a heart. Here's, here's what my heart's praying, that 80% of you will be involved in some kind of a small group. You say, well, I don't have time for a small group. Watch your heart get hard because you have nobody to hold you accountable. Well, I have God to hold me accountable. Yeah, but he chooses people. Notice it says, encourage one another. How do you do that? Sunday morning? No. You have to be in some kind of a small group. See, we don't get it. We don't understand that we need each other. We're a family. And the strength of this church comes from small groups. You say, Pastor Mark, none of your business. (laughs) Tell me, I know you said that already. I had somebody write me this week. They were having a problem in their marriage. It was actually two weeks ago. And I wrote them back this issue. And the individual said to me, well, it's none of the church's business what's happening. I said, oh, yes, it is. No, I can't force that. I would never force that. Let me just share with you something. On Friday night, the elders and the pastors went away for one night with their wives. And we talked about our church. And we talked about our responsibility as spiritual leaders, as shepherds. We take this privilege of teaching you and leading you very seriously. But we know it's an incredible responsibility. My goal is that when I get to heaven, I'll see you. And know that I had a teeny bitty part in encouraging you to be there. And I want to say to you this morning, it is my business what's happening with you spiritually. That's why I'm here. You say, I don't believe it. Well... Let's listen to see what God has to say.
This is God speaking. What's he say? Obey your leaders. Why? I don't want to obey my leaders. That's what's wrong with you. Because if you don't obey your pastor in the general ways, you're not obeying God. Now, why should you obey? Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. Submit a willing attitude that wants to cooperate. Why? Because they keep watch over you as men. That's all we are as men. We're just exactly like you. I have to be accountable too. I am. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. See, this is not a game to me or any of the pastors or the elders. Your eternal destiny is part of my responsibility. I don't do this and head off and not think about you the rest of the week. I pray for you. Your pastors pray for you. I know you pray for me. But see, we take this very seriously. And many of you that don't get plugged in, you'll leave this church and you'll be lost from God. Not about this church. It's just because you're going to be tempted by Satan. That's his goal. It's called the back door. So many people just lose out with God. Just walk away. Then it goes on and it says this, Obey them so that their work will be a joy. By the way, it's a great joy to teach you. And not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. I'm going to say one more thing. Our goal is for you to hear from God yourself. Our goal is for you to hear from God yourself. You see, the Lord's Prayer, I can't pray the Lord's Prayer for you. You have to pray it on a daily basis. Ask yourself, are you submitted to the leadership of this church? We don't even have membership. Some of you remember that, well, I put my name on the dotted line. That didn't give you submission. You just did what you wanted to do anyway. But are you submitted to the lead? Are you listening? Many of you are. You're doing great. But you need to be in a small group. Your marriage, some of your marriages will not survive unless you're in a small group. You say, well, that's ridiculous. No, that's God's way of getting you accountable. Pretty soon we'll have a one-to-one discipleship where you can be discipled. Many of you have never been discipled in the basics of Christianity. You'll never survive unless you are. And we're going to give you that opportunity. We have over 200 people trained to do that in a nine-week course. One and a half hour a week is all it takes. It's going to be incredible. I look for this place to explode because we're doing what God asks us to do. I hope you take your eternal destiny serious this morning. You have to hear from God yourself. You have to pray from God yourself. So here's what we provide for you. We have a devotional on the web, Tuesday through Sunday, every week. It'll take you six or seven minutes to do the devotional and read the passage. And that'll grow you. I'm praying that 80% of you will do it. That, see, you have to feed yourself during the week. 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 God wants to speak to you. The Lord's Prayer is not a weekly prayer, a monthly prayer, a biannual prayer. It's a daily prayer. He wants to live in you. He wants to guide you. He wants to encourage you to take the right path, not the wrong path. I can't do that. I don't live with you. I have to take the right path, the wrong path myself. Will you change this morning? This is not theory. This is our family. If this is your church, this is your family. I'm your pastor. We care for you. We care for your souls. It's not a thing about numbers. 
And you never hear us talking about money and all this. It's not about that. It's about where you're going to spend eternity. And God says, encourage one another daily. Some of you have so many gifts, but you've never got plugged in in this church. Why? No excuse is valid. No, it's all they are is excuses. If you don't get plugged in, will we still teach you and love you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Who loses? This morning we're going to do two things. When you leave this service, you begin praying when you should be in a small group. If you feel okay a lot already, just go out there and get signed up. All the different booths that are out there for the kids thing, the Iwana programs, all the other. You say, why do you have all those things? They're money raisers. They're not money raisers at all. We don't care about any of that. Trying to change your family, get information to you. It says the people lack for lack of knowledge. Do you know that many churches this morning, you watch some of the most powerful churches on television today, the biggest churches, you'll never hear the word sin. Well, how can that be? When Jesus says, ask forgiveness for your sin. So you'll hear sin here, but you'll hear God's grace is bigger than your sin. Two things we're going to do. Number one, if you're here and have never accepted Jesus Christ, your destiny, well, you know where you're going. God died for you. He, the Christianity is about forgiveness. You must, at some point in your life, say, God, I admit I'm a sinner. I admit my sin separates me. I want to become a Christian. I want to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Come into my life. Second, with those people, God's already spoken to many of you here, up there, in the commons, in the overflow area. You have a situation or a person you have not forgiven. It's affecting you. God's spoken to you this morning. I want you to stand with these other people at the same time because we're going to pray a prayer and God's going to change you. Like You say, well, God can't do that. Well, no, God's, nothing's impossible with God. You'd have to go through a 22-week course to, get, to release that person. Somebody said this. Watch this illustration and we close. When I let go of that hurt, it's like a bowl, a china bowl, that's dropped on a tile floor a terrazzo floor. It breaks into a million pieces. I read that and I thought, ooh, that's good. Because you can't put it together. But I'm going to give you one better. When you do that and it breaks into a million pieces, God comes by with his little broom and he sweeps it all up and you'll never see it again. And then when you mention John or Sally, it doesn't bring that pressure because God has done a work in your life. You say, Pastor Mark, I don't think he can do that. Yes, he can. He's done it in my life. I can think back of the situations where I was hurt. Huge. It's just a situation. It doesn't raise my blood pressure at all. Not at all. Missing a putt on a golf course, hitting over the thing, that raises my blood pressure. (laughs) So this morning, don't limit God. Jesus teaches us in the Lord's Prayer that we're to pray on a daily basis. In today's message, Pastor Mark taught us that one of the most important parts of our daily prayer is for protection against temptation. In this edition of Lessons for Living, we learned about the daily battle that each of us are a part of and how temptation is the most commonly used weapon of the enemy. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5 and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Scripture tells us that we're to seek first the Kingdom of God and all things will be added unto us. For many of us, this is one of the biggest challenges in our walks with the Lord. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach us the importance of putting God's kingdom first and our daily personal desires last. In our study, we'll learn how we're to store our treasures in heaven rather than seeking earthly possessions. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Yeah.